Hi, Pat the Podcast Editor here. How can you put a price on time? Today, Dan and Lloyd are discussing the minefield of establishing what you should charge for your hard work in whatever market you're in. But you know, the the person that comes to fix your broken tap or something, yeah. and they fix it in two seconds or a minute, yeah. and you're not paying them for the two seconds, you're paying them for the 10 years yeah. of experience. Good, of... What, what 200 quid? That only took you two seconds. Well, actually, it's taken me 45 years, love. Now, everyone knows that people love value for money. So what's to stop people from just undercutting the entire market and raking in all of the clients? Yeah, you can, but you end up in this cycle of working longer and longer mm. hours. And it's a, I've seen people be in this horrible yeah. place they can't get out of because yeah. if they try and change anything, they'll earn even less because they'll yeah. lose the customers they've got. So you're, you're saying that everyone should just increase their prices then, yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> and that frustrates me. <laughs> okay, right. So what you're saying is, I shouldn't price myself too low, but I also shouldn't price myself too high? The problem with that is a lot of people aren't doing a good enough job to justify doubling the prices, so they'll lose all their customers in the next two months, yeah. and then they'll, they'll lose their business, and then they'll lose their house, and then they'll be sad. So, what's the secret then? Stay tuned to find out. Right, let's get stuck in. This is episode 51 of the Business Anchors podcast. We're just a couple of business anchors. Welcome to the Business Anchors podcast. This jingle is slightly too long. This jingle is slightly too long. Why is it so challenging to figure out what you should charge? Um, lots of reasons, which we'll discuss in this podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I think a big thing is that when you're selling something, your time, service, product, you want to get as much money as you can for it. And when you're buying something, you want to pay as little for it. So there's a constant battle <laughs> yeah. with everything in the world. Um, yeah. If, yeah. That, if that's the case, then I guess it's... Doesn't, doesn't value come into it? Doesn't how much... Because different people value different products, different services, different outcomes um, in different ways. So isn't it down to that? Like, you know, have you heard that analogy of uh, the... Uh, I'm going to really muck this up because I'm rubbish at these. Mm. But, you know, the, the person that comes to fix your broken whatever, tap or something, yeah. and they fix it in two seconds or a minute, yeah. and you're not paying them for the two seconds, you're paying them for the 10 years yeah. of experience. Good. Of, what? what? That only took you two seconds. Well, actually, it's taken me 45 years, love. Exactly. Yeah? Was that a good rendition yeah. of that situation? But that, 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 to that learn is essentially... My, to learn my craft so I can fix it in two seconds and not in five days. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you said about value. I think it's about two things. It's about knowing... Well, trying to gauge the value of what you're offering the best you can. But also, there's a whole other side of being able to prove that, that that's the value. Yeah. Because you can think in your head... God, I am worth so much more than this. But if you have no way of telling the world why mm. you, some, your time is worth that, then it doesn't matter because no one will mm. pay it. Because I think a lot of people get stuck in this thing where they think, I'm worth more than this. And they just think that and get all but it's like like the market angry pay in their that. own mind. It's like, well, you need to do things to demonstrate to the world that, mm. that your time is worth that. And it, it probably is, but you're not. You're not doing anything to prove it, so they're not going to yeah. pay that much. I also think, I actually received a reply to the Friday Club last week from a really nice lady who was sort of asking for advice about pricing. And mm. about and she sort of said, because um, uh, we did a podcast episode about marketing catfish and how, you know, 
if, if someone's charging very little, you should watch yeah. out because that's a sign that potentially they're not yeah. going to provide much value. And she replied like, oh, I feel really bad because recently I haven't got much business and I've cut my prices really low because I want to get more business in. And I guess you just need to be careful that that's not the answer, is it? I think, I think it's dangerous. I, I mean, sometimes cutting your price or giving discounts can be the right thing to do. But I think it's usually quite a rare occurrence. I think you can get into this thing in business where you want more business, so you lower your prices, lower, 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 <laughs> yeah. until it, you don't have a feasible business. Mm. And you think, oh, just to get a few more customers in, but mm. then you've got loads of work to do. You're never going to be able to improve. I think, and what's really worked well in our business, and we had to learn this the hard way, we didn't necessarily lower prices, but we weren't doing the right thing. When we haven't had as much work over the years, when we focused on improving our business and getting better at what we do and being able to show the value in what we do, then the next week, the next month, the next day, we win more business at that same rate or higher. Mm. Um, but like I said, we had to, we, we've gone through times where we're you know, pricing, we had no idea what to do and considered doing things at lower prices, probably did do things at lower prices. I think we've always had that over the years whenever there's because you know we've spoken about this before business is all about peaks and troughs mm -hmm. you know sometimes you live in the high life and you're smashing your target sometimes you're not mm. and when you're not and there's pressure and it's like i need to pay the bills i need to pay all of our team's wages there's pressure to think if i just cut my prices then we'll get more business in and yeah. it'll work that definitely puts a lot of people and me in panic mode sometimes <laughs> yeah when you've got to pay thousands in wages at the end yeah. of the month so you think well we've got to do something right now drastic but, but from start a seed subscription <laughs> glad we didn't do that yeah but from experience we know, like you say, that when we've actually thought, right, let's not panic, let's regroup and focus on, um, you know, how can we improve our marketing to get more business? When we've done that, mm. and those times when we've really taken a step back to invest time in our business, no, sorry, on our business and not just in it, that's, they're the times when we've really seen yeah. growth. I, um, I always come back to when we talk about pricing. Uh, when we first started in business, we've spoken about this before. Our dad was like our business mentor because he's been in the business world for years. Um, and <laughs> oh my God, I, remember he, I came out of my job and I'll, <laughs> I'll be completely transparent. I think I came out of a job that I was earning around 21 or 22,000 pounds a year. Mm. So uh, that works out something like 80 pounds a day mm. that you're, you're being paid for your mm. worth or whatever mm. when I was in my... Um, mid-twenties, early-twenties. And um, am I, I remember our dad saying, right, uh, I mean, you've got to be aiming for charging £500 a day. And I, I literally... I think, <laughs> I think you made annoyed, a squeal, yeah, didn't yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> that was one of those... And I was just thinking, why would anyone ever, ever in my whole yeah. life, ever pay me that much for something? And in the end, he sort of said, well, you're starting out, so let's go... For, I can't remember. I think it was 240 £240, yeah. there was a calculation. And I, again, I was like... <laughs> Because I was just thinking, how can I look at someone's face and ask them to pay me £240 yeah. for a day of my time? Mm. Um, and over the years, I've realised that when, you, when you're in business, that it makes complete sense that that has to be charged. We didn't have the experience to understand that you're charging that because you're providing that much value. Mm. And the output of what you're doing is providing more mm. than that. Yeah. But when you just think of it and you've been in a job and you haven't run a business, you think, you know, how mm. does that make sense? Someone's going to pay you that much. But yeah. It's also when you, when you look at a business, uh, well, it, 
it's kind of simpler to look at it as a one-man band, you starting out, but also it's it works similarly with employees and businesses. So I worked it out, like, spread evenly across the year that I was earning £80 a day in my previous role. So yeah. I thought, well, those numbers are so much bigger than that. That's ridiculous. But you didn't have all the extra costs. Yeah, there's extra costs, but also there's... Um, you know, you could, there's twenty around 21 on average working days in a month. Mm. If you work a normal week, you actually have weekends, which I would say you need, most people need to be sane and mm-hmm. have a nice life where they're happy yep. and, and long term. Um, holiday, normal kind of holiday every year makes that an average of 19 days that mm-hmm. you could earn money. Mm-hmm. So that's your chance to earn money. Mm-hmm. Um, you need five days a month at least from our experience to work on your own business so that you're so not no, just delivering no one's, work no one's no customers are going to pay for that because um, <laughs> no. you're working your own business so that takes it down to 14 possible days you could mm. charge for your time um and then you might be in a line of work a lot of people are where they need kind of one day prep for every one day that they Delivery. actually do do mm. work and they're with a customer so that takes it down to seven possible days in a whole month that wow. you can get paid by a customer if you're never sick. <laughs> um, and we don't let our staff be sick, do yeah, we, Yeah, never. So if, if like, um, you know, if I earned, like, 80 or 90 quid, uh, like I wanted to, mm. because that's what my employer was paying into my bank. Yeah, that um, just wouldn't make sense. Yeah, I'd be earning £630 a month, <laughs> um, which would not be sustainable. Um, it's interesting when you think of it like that. Yeah. That's a really logical approach to understanding why you need to charge mm. enough. Well, all of the people on our team have days that they are working on things that a client is paying us for. Mm. So that's, uh, that makes sense. But we also have loads of days. Like right now, we've got people in the team involved in this. We're, we're clearly involved in this. <laughs> you can hear us. Um, and we've had people that have designed the graphics. We have people that upload this podcast, yeah. that do lots of jobs around it. No customer pays for that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, even when you go up from one man mm. band to a business, there's all those yeah. that time. This would come into our working on the business and investing in our own marketing to get yeah. new customers and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, That's interesting when you think of it like that. Mm. I think a lot of people are going to hear that and, and think... Because the, the most people... I mean, I've been I, listening to you like, oh, yeah. Well, well <laughs> when I was first looking at it, even first when I started to get more of an idea, when I stopped mm. thinking... Yeah, well, I could do 30 days a month for 80 quid a day, mm. and that would work out. I even got to the point where I was like, oh, actually, there's only 20 working days in a month. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and I was, I was like that for a year or two. Yeah. Then I realised there's so yeah. much stuff that you don't get, that a customer isn't yeah. going to get uh, paid for. Therefore, to run an effective business, you have to charge a lot more. So how, like, if someone's listening to this and, and they get that, you know, you can't charge the same day rate you would in a job because there's all these other things involved. Mm. How do you actually work out what to charge? Like, what... what? I've got some thoughts on this, but I'm interested to hear... Well, I, I think... Well, from my point of view, there's kind of two ways that you start. Mm. You either look at the market and think, what does the market pay for this stuff that mm. I do? Mm. And then work out am I a bit worse than the average person in the market or like am I way better am I kind of average Um, or the other way around which sometimes works and sometimes doesn't you kind of think I want to earn this much and I think I'm worth this let's Mm. work backwards and work out how much I'd have to charge yeah I don't know what are your thoughts I was going to say I think um, 
like doing the research to figure out what the market rate is and then see where you fit in the pecking order of that. Because mm. like, like, like when we started out and we were charging 240 a day or something, mm. and now we charge a lot more because the value we're, we've got evidence that the value we're providing is significantly more. Mm. Like when we were charging that amount, 240 a day, we were providing that amount of value. Mm. But through the years of experience and learning and improving and getting better at marketing, getting better results for our customers, getting bigger, more credible global brands, we now have the authority to be able to say, and again, with me, this is what's really helped me. You asked me the other day, how do you, oh no, dad asked me actually, sorry, when I was at home. Dad said, um, like, how have you now got so much confidence in selling and you're improving? And mm. I like to think I'm, I've still got a long way to mm. go, but you know, we're winning bigger, better clients and that kind of thing. And it, I think it comes down to, I don't, in a pitch, I now, I don't feel like I'm selling because I believe so strongly and passionately that um, that we can deliver results if we're pitching for it. We'll only pitch for something if we are confident mm. we will get the results. I feel so confident mm. because of the evidence and the data from other campaigns. I'm not selling, I'm saying, look, we would really love to work with you. Here's how we could work mm. with you. Here's evidence of how we've done it for other global brands. I'm so confident this will work. Do you want it or not? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I feel so confident in our business and, and I'm rubbish. I'm still rubbish at selling, <laughs> but I feel so confident that obviously other people can sell what we do Yeah. because it's not, there's no need to overly convince people because it's like, well, we're just saying this because this is what we do with everyone else we work with Yeah. and they pay us this yeah. and they get a great yeah. return. And I think it's like, I'm saying that now we got to a position where we're, you know, quite further along our journey from just starting as a really small business. But I remember when we started out, it's like stepping stones. You know, mm. when we first started for a very small, started uh, helping a very small local hotel, we got some good results. We helped them grow their audience. We mm. got them some, some bookings through the hotel. And then we could use that evidence to get a slightly larger customer. Mm. And then we actually got a brand, you know, work with a council. And we're like, oh, we, we've helped the council. And here's what we've yeah. achieved. And it's those stepping stones. You don't suddenly go from working with a local hotel to a global brand like Wall. Yeah in like a few weeks it takes years of those stepping stones mm. but do you know what in the early day when when we were at the earlier steps um, yeah. which a lot of listeners may be as well um what really used to frustrate me is there's so many people that were competing on price so like there would be people um we, we'd be um up against someone in a pitch or giving them a like proposal action plan whatever you want to call it mm. and I, this is a made-up number. Yeah. But it might be like, oh, we're going to charge you seventeen fifty, like sorry, one thousand seven hundred fifty mm. a month to manage this social media thing. Yeah. And then they they'd get a quote from someone else that did it for, was going to do it for one hundred ninety nine pounds. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, it really used to frustrate me because that kind of thing of like, I know that if someone's charging that, they're either they're either not putting enough time in to add the value that you need yeah. to get what you want, or mm. They're earning 30p an hour. <laughs> I mean, and if it's that, fair enough, you're getting a great deal and they're providing yeah. good value. But yeah. it just, it was frustrating. Yeah. But I remember, and we can kind of laugh about it now, but I remember um, you know, speaking to a few people at networking stuff that were literally charging like 200 quid for a website. And when you think mm. about it, and, and also we, we were young and naive and when starting out, we did stupid stuff like mm. that. But you just, you can't... Oh, we still do stupid stuff. Yeah, we still do stupid stuff. But you can't, you can't run a business charging 200 quid to make a website or mm. 300 quid a month to manage someone's social media. Like you don't have the time 
you literally physically don't have the time to deliver the value. (laughs) I I kind of like, I want want this to be like a a warning to the nation, (laughs) to all the business anchors out there. I think, please charge... Please don't keep dropping your prices. And you need to look at the business as a, as a mm. whole and kind of mm. think, hang on, if I continue, even if I double my prices mm. and I continue in the, the way I'm working, if you're still earning under minimum wage, then it, uh, full time, mm. you've got to think this isn't going to work. Yeah. I, I need to adapt something. I need to improve what I'm doing or charge yeah. differently. Because uh, we, we know of, there's two people that have had links with the businesses over the years. Obviously, I'll keep everyone completely anonymous. Um, that I know have burnt through a, a inheritance from mm. people they've got from starting a business that was never going to work if, because if they, they looked at it in the right way and charged numbers. Because there's um, there was one that was charging ten pounds for a monthly service um, years ago, and and by the way, they weren't stupid. They weren't shit. They weren't a terrible person. Mm. They just hadn't done some simple things at the start that they needed to do to make sure it was feasible for yeah. them to live. And it, 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 the service came with like a personalised call that took a couple of hours and stuff. Mm. And I, I worked out um, when we were trying to support this anonymous person mm. that they would need to, to earn 20000 a year income, um, they would need 166 customers every single month. Was it new customers? Just just customers that they oh, okay, were working right, yeah, with yeah, yeah. every like single recurring, month yeah. to earn twenty thousand a year. Mm. Which to some people they think twenty thousand. Oh, that's great. Some people mm. that's quite a modest wage. Mm. But if you're working hard, yeah, um, a lot of people are in their career are looking to earn higher and higher. Mm. Um, and then worked out if if he needed one hour prep for this personalised call and an hour on the phone, he'd have to work sixteen hours a day every month without holiday or sickness to earn that in a year. <laughs> and that that was just part of the service. Yeah. So I think it's that thing at the start. I was like logically, you, you need to you need to work backwards and go. Okay, if I if I need to earn this to live, how many customers do I need? How much time do does I it take me to yeah. service those customers and money? Um, because I think he and a lot of uh, he or she and <laughs> a lot of other people that start a business look at it first from the customer's perspective. Mm. If I could offer this for ten pound a month, what they love it. I'd get loads of sales. Yeah, I'd get. I'd be able to sell yeah. it to loads. You of just people. implode. Like, yeah, you can, but you end up in this cycle of working longer and longer mm. hours, and it's. A, I've seen people be in this horrible yeah. place. They can't get out of because yeah. if they try and change anything, they'll earn even less because they'll yeah. lose the customers they've got. So you're you're saying that everyone should just increase their prices then, yeah? Oh, no. <laughs> and that frustrates me. I feel like I've been ranting a bit. Uh, no, but I, so, I, I, I am playing devil's advocate here because I think some advice out there is, you know, to, to counteract what you're saying, mm. the solution, Lloyd, is mm. just to raise your prices, just times your prices by 10. Some, well, well no. <laughs> um, although there are people out there saying 10x your prices. Right. Um so what, so... Well, we've got good friends that give a lot the advice of a lot. Increase your prices. And mm. sometimes I think that's... Do you think sometimes that's the right thing? Yeah, I think a lot of people don't do those mathematics and actually don't charge enough. And mm. do what the lady who messaged me said, and I'll oh, cut my prices, when really they actually are providing more value than mm. that. So they should increase their prices. So I think sometimes... It can be good sometimes. Sometimes, but yeah. The, the people out there, I personally believe... Um, that just say it to everyone, everyone should double their prices right now because I've seen that out there a lot. 
That's if you want to create a business, advice. double your prices right now and next year you'll be, be a millionaire. <laughs> uh, the problem with that is a lot of people aren't doing a good enough job to justify doubling the prices. So they'll lose all their customers in the next two months <laughs> yeah. and then they'll, they'll yeah. lose their business. And then they'll lose their house and then they'll be sad. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I think a much better focus than double your prices is mm. improve what you're focus on time improving what you're doing so you can so you have the opportunity more. to in- yeah. increase your prices yeah and i i I, we, I don't think we've ever done this but i saw i read something that i thought was quite a good way of doing mm. this over time it said something like um they had a 50 percent conversion rate so if they were mm. pitching for work or whatever they'd get around 50 yeah. percent and they used to just increase their prices Until, by like five percent yeah until their conversion rate went under 50%, and then yeah. they'd be like, oh, yeah. okay, clearly the market's telling me that I'm not that good yet. We've literally done this. Oh, have we? Yes. So so with, with no, no, not necessarily that specific, oh, okay. but I remember with our with our strategy development days that we run, oh, yeah. um, I remember a cu- I delivered a couple and we with people who we really trusted, and they gave feedback afterwards, and this is on the honest truth, they gave feedback and said, by the way, I would have literally paid double for this. Your your way, and this was at the early days when we, you know, we punched in the mic again. Hey. Um, this is the early days, and I thought, uh, oh really? That's so. So what we started to do mm. was, um, not we didn't double the prices, but increase the prices a bit, and then it didn't conversion rate didn't drop, and mm. we've since kept going up and up and up until it gets to a point when. Mm. You do start to realise these. What's quite frustrating is that shows we were really undercharging for quite a while. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. That's, people got great deals, well, though. The worst thing, again, in sales, the thing that I, you know, we very fairly tr- charge our services based on the value we're providing, right? Yes, definitely. If, if anyone's out there, you know, <laughs> you should, we can demonstrate to you that. Yes, we can. But um, I sometimes I get really kind of, I kick myself in, in the foot. Or kick myself when. Uh, Hang on, no, we've got to analyse that. Why did you just say you would kick yourself? <laughs> no, I kick myself because where? <laughs> shut up! I kick myself because when you're pitching and and you you communicate the investment fees hmm. of like this is what we charge, and someone like literally goes, yep, yep, we want it straight away. You know that their the value they see they're getting is way more than you're charging. So potentially you could have charged more, hmm. but at the same time we want to be fair with what we're charging as well. We don't just want to kind of whack up our prices, but. Oh, we both, we play noise at the same time yeah. then. Girl, we are such good brothers and business partners. I've liked this, uh, I've liked this discussion. Good. I hope this is useful because I think pricing is such a difficult thing. Yeah. I think we, we, um, we spoke about smaller businesses in the early stages a lot in it. I think there's things that definitely carry over to businesses like ours. Mm. I mean, there's things, you know, when I, when I worked out my thing of, Oh, I got paid eighty pounds a day. If you spread it across, mm. I've now realised as an employer, uh, the actual costs are to have Much someone <laughs> uh, probably double that well, because of pension and yeah. pension, national tax, insurance, all this uh, employers' national insurance, and then all the costs you have to have people working yeah. for you. But it's definitely worth it's it. It's totally that's, worth that's it. That's why we pay people, and they do a brilliant job, and mm. and the business works. But. Um, yeah, so, so it's a bit more complicated, I think, when you look at charging. We have a system now in our business where we look at the costs of the team working on it. Um, we know how much profit the projects need to make for our business to continue to grow mm-hmm. and survive. <laughs> yeah. And um, and that's how we mm. we charge it. So we work out, oh, 
right, we need people to work on this production for this many days over a period of two months, and we need video editors to work on it for seven and a half days, mm. and it's going to cost us 4000 in costs. So yeah, Adding it all up. Add it all up, yeah. But if you want to hear more on that, tell us. Yeah. I don't think you do, because Dan's looking at me like, stop talking. No, 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 I think that's good. I think, we're, I think this is... Uh... We're a good place. Was there anything else you wanted to say about... Oh, one more thing. I just thought, sorry. He clearly doesn't want to hear from me, does he? I, uh, you know, this is a weird thing that Dad taught us as well, to not call pricing pricing and to call it investment fees. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. Uh, when you talk about pricing, it just sounds like someone's paying for something and not getting yeah. in return. What's, whereas, it, what's it cost? Yeah, what's it cost? You ne- we never say mm. that. It's all about investment fees. Yeah. Just like we don't call proposals proposals, we call them action plans because yeah. it's a plan to help you. It's not just a proposal to get money from you. Yeah, maybe two more things. Bit of, on this bit of psychology behind pricing for you yeah. there. Nugget, nugget of information there. Dad used to do a thing. Uh, we keep talking about our dad. Weird for you, isn't it, listeners? <laughs> um, do you remember when he used to do things? Niggles and nuggets. <laughs> right, who's got, who's got a little niggle that's uh, something that's not quite right in the business that's frustrating them all? And who's got a nugget of something really good they did to oh. uh, improve things? <laughs> I remember that. If you're listening, Dad. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I'm not taking the piss out of you. Just mentioning nickels and nuggets. Yeah. Right. Cool. That was a really good one. Thanks for listening, guys. And go and tell everyone about this podcast and help us get in the charts again, please. Okay. Oh, oh, you weren't talking to me. But yeah, please, <laughs> please do that as well. End podcast. <laughs>